Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome, welcome once again to Advantage Connors podcast. I'm Jimmy Connors, along with my co-host. I'm introducing this time my co-host, Brett Connors. Uh, yes. Welcome, welcome, Brett. Welcome up from L.A. Yep. And Fresh off the uh, 101. Yes. <laughs> and we, we have a special, special guest again, one of our favorite podcasts from the past, my buddy since we've been 14 years old, Spencer Segura. <laughs> Welcome, Spencer, and oh my God, have we had a great couple days or what? Yeah, absolutely. I'm up here with the Connors Mafia. <laughs> uh, I got Jimbo, and then I've got Brett. It's like uh, they don't, they control Santa Barbara. Yeah. Uh, anything you want, they get it for you, or you end up underneath one of those oil derricks outside. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. So, well, first, so, first, th- not only second time, third time guest. Oh, my third time. Oh, this wow. is the third time we brought you back. Well, I once like again, it. Uh, the rave reviews. We re-released your episode earlier this year right. since it's on the new platform. Unfortunately, I think that uh, Jimbo and even me know a little bit about tennis. Yeah, just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, That's yeah, why we bring you yeah. on. So, Brother, before we go, if you don't mind, and to all our listeners, uh, uh, Spencer and I, we've known each other for, oh. since I've been 15 years old. And, and I, I came out, your grandmother, yep. my mom, who taught me and gave me this game and everything, turned me over to Pancho, uh, Spencer's yeah. dad, yeah. To, to take me to the next level. So I met Spence. We've talked about all this. Yeah, but yeah. this but, is our third time. Though. No, we can't yeah. retell the same. No, but, but, but we can like we're but, a little. We're all, but, we tell the same story. Yeah, but but you know, I, I got I got to go back and and just say that it's interesting. I mean, I, I have very few friends. Yep. And and I've said that before, <clears throat> but you know, Spencer, uh, yeah. you know, my good friend David Schneider, yeah. also and and uh, Eddie Dibbs and a few other guys. You know, it's it's tough to go through. Uh, 30, 40 years of uh, of competition and everything, and come out with you know five or six friends, right? Yeah, you know, which is which is pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then <laughs> you know my uh, my grandma, your great grandma, said if you can have five friends at the end of your career, right? If you can sounds, have a, a yeah. handful of yeah. friends, right. You're lucky. Right. right, you're very lucky. Yep, and and he's one of them. Right, and and, and we've been spending a couple of days together, and and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna. Pound on the table right now, and you know what we've done for two days? Tell me. Played tennis. <laughs> oh my God! We're nuts. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> he, he had to put a rope around my neck and grab me and pull me out there. Yeah, but it was interesting. How was it? Good. The first day was rough. Yeah. 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 A little sore. But but today, oh my God. Ooh, I saw the ball better. Yeah, the balls were deeper. He was hitting the ball deep. <laughs> yeah, back yeah. to the old days. We didn't miss a ball. Yeah, yeah. Nice. so it was so much fun. But it's uh, it's been so much fun spending time with him. And uh, but we welcome him back to the show. And what are you I, doing out here? Yeah. What brings well, you out to California? I was out. When I just just I'm living in Palm Beach, and I uh, decided to get a break because uh, I was sitting down there. And it was sunny and yeah, a little boring, and I wanted to come out. I 
sold my mom's house down in Beverly Hills about uh, six months ago. And I had some stuff to do with her estate stuff. And I, so I decided to come out and see what's happened. Then called Jimbo and come up here. And then uh, we're back hitting balls on the court like we're 15. But, right. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, we uh, think like we're 15, but we yeah. don't move like it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I and mean, then, and to make it even crazier, mom's not home. The boys have been alone here. It's like we're looking for a tournament to play, but we don't, there's no such thing anymore. You know, it's sort of like if you did something uh, early and played tennis, uh, aspired to be whatever you wanted to be in tennis. And, and, uh, all of a sudden as you get older, you, you're not looking forward to that, but, uh, you were trained to do that. So it's sort of like, uh, it's hard to give up the habits. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jimbo is more disciplined than anybody always has been. And, uh, so it's, uh, fun to be around him because improves your game. Right. Was well, there parts of that? I know that like with him and mom, they're yeah, a yeah, little bit yeah. over the traveling, you know, yeah. like back yeah. in the day, they did yeah. so much of it, but are there parts of you that like, when you guys link back up, you yeah. miss the old days when you would be in the different city every week and, you know, hanging out, playing tennis, going yeah. out, having a good time. Oh my God. It's funny. You even yeah, say yeah. that because you know, <laughs> we, we, I, uh, two days ago, I got a call from your godfather, yeah. Mr. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Where was he? Romania. He's, he's, he's in Romania. In, yeah. And, uh, he, he has a documentary, which, uh, you know, I was happy to be on and, yeah. and, and they're talking about, uh, releasing that. And, and they called and wanted to know if, if, if I could come over. Oh, wow. And, you know, and, and uh, be a part of it, kind of surprising, you know, which would be great. And, and uh, you know, I, I know your mom, you know, doesn't want to get on a plane and travel. But, you know, Spencer says, shit, I'll go with you. <laughs> right. And, sure. You know, so, oh, my God, that could be trouble. But oh, that we, would be so a good we podcast. went to Romania. So there was an exhibition. He played nasty. I played the number two guy in Romania. Yeah. As a warm. This is 1970-something. Ceausescu was the guy, was the right. premier. And we had the best time of our lives. I mean, we, we, 14,000 people watched. Right. I don't know if you remember, Jamal. And uh, First of all, nastiest king there. He, beyond king. Then. He's <laughs> like uh, beyond king. So we're there, you know, and the uh, set of the secret police is with us every day. And he says, we go into a restaurant. We order, we order like, look at the menu. And it said, uh, like, lobster bisque. And, the, and I said, sir, could I have a lobster bisque? And the guy goes, we don't have lobster bisque. And the secret service guy's. You have lobster bisque. <laughs> yeah. And so it went like crazy. And then everything we did, they like made these poor people ser uh, serve us. And this is during the height of communism. Right. So we played them out. We had the best time. We had this incredible night with these gypsies sang for us. Mm -hmm. Nasty's an incredibly warm guy. And now we go to leave and like five of the people come to us. Can you sneak us on the plane? I'm not making this right. up. No, to, like, can we get out of this country? And like, there's military police on the air um, lining the runway. Really, and these people are trying to sneak under. This is how in Romania you couldn't get out unless you were a sportsman, musician. It was impossible to Chaescu. So it was a very incredible experience, but it was very sad to see. Right. What and year was that? This would be seventy six, uh, yeah, seven, yeah. right in there. Six or seven is right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but but it's interesting because you know we when we landed there, yeah. uh, uh, Ilya Nastasi picked us up at the airport, yeah. and, and we're we're driving down the main street in uh, in Bucharest. What kind of car did he pick you up? In? Uh, he had a Lancia. I can La remember. Right, yeah. right. I can yeah. remember. Yeah. Good memory. And and we're driving down, and 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 we're and as he goes by uh, the the. Uh, 
military on the road are saluting him <laughs> as he goes by. Yeah. And I'm going, we're in the right hands. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So you Rimbo, here's why. So he's going like 65. Like imagine you're on Wilshire Boulevard and you're going 70. Yeah. Wilshire he's going Boulevard's 70 in, in the middle. Of the, yeah. In, in the middle. Right. Right. In the middle and he's going 70, but on your license plate is a de- designation of your rank in the military or if you're a member of the Communist Party. Okay. So he, they'd see him. They almost pull the gun down because he's going like a maniac. And then they go like this and salute. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would see in, the tags. And I'm laying in the... So it's a two-seater car and with a little bit in the back. And I'm in the back. And those two are in the front. I thought I was going to die like five different times. <laughs> but, but it was the yeah. most incredible experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just hanging with him there. Yeah. I mean, his, you know, when, when he left he had, in uh, Romania, he came out with... Uh, Jan Tyriak. Yeah, and, right. And it was uh, Nastasi who was the star. Big time. Uh, it was a big time star, oh, yeah. right? And and he really came out and and was the the one that uh, you know was the, uh, putting Romania on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and drawing attention to and you know a sportsman and and his in, incredible. Uh, charisma and, and everything that he brought to you know sports and tennis and you know and all that yeah. back in the day and it was it was an amazing time really was yeah. hanging with him and you know and, and Spencer and I who were brothers since you know we've been 14 yeah. 15 years old you know we're able to experience that together yeah. which yeah. is pretty cool that's cool yeah <clears throat> I don't think people realize it because uh do you remember a handful of years ago now but uh Nasty went to Wimbledon, right? And he was in full military garb, right? Yeah, yeah. where he had the hat and all the uh, medals and everything. Yeah. And I think some people were like joking, were like they they thought it was like almost a costume, yeah. But like that was back in '76, and he's you know he's got a rank and yeah. Yeah. And, and everything, and and you know he's he's connected with everything there. So uh, that's a that's a cool story. Yeah. That would be a great podcast to get. Yeah, if you, you guys, get him, you if get you guys him. go over there, and we can get everybody on that at would once. Be, yeah, it would be great to have him on, and and you know his, you know what what he did for tennis. A lot of people don't really realize, you know, for for me, uh, there was two all time greats, you know, yeah. outside of you know uh, his dad, Pancho Segura, that that coached me. But you know, my two all time greats was number one, Pancho Gonzalez. Who I think uh, should have been the best of all time, yeah. And and the other is Ily Nastasi because his talent and his abilities and his movement and everything was uh, was there to make him the best and the greatest. But he just had a little bit of a mental problem, right. a little you bit, know, like twenty five percent. Yeah, but but he, you know, he, he would just kind of you know go off the map and yeah. and uh, you know kind of lose it and you know wasn't able to. You know, once he lost it, he couldn't get it back. Right. You know, but yeah. uh, but watching him play, Brett. I mean, you you saw him play, but more at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. But he he was one that every every match he played, every player would watch him play. He yeah. was, right. You know, everything he moved he, so well. The variety did, and nobody moves so on clay. Touch. He'd you know uh, he'd run to the ball. You know, everybody mm-hmm. slides. He never slid. He just ran right through the ball. Yeah. He, Wow. No one could understand how you could do that because he was just so balanced. He was the most coordinated mover yeah. ever, but he didn't have the mental of your dad. Yeah. So, so I, I got. Do you a think he's a little bit like Saffin? 
Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, different yeah. styles, but like where they had bigger shots, big, different styles, but the way shots. where like he had more like a ton of potential, you know, where like you know you're like, what? Well, how did he not win ten slams well, or whatever, or something at like at least that. three, four, yeah. five, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, but nasty had he uh, Safin was didn't have the touch and and uh, yeah. the feel and everything of yeah. Of I just mean like kind of personality right. and like potential, it, it, exactly and talent. Yeah, it's a good good comparison with, yeah. with Safin because I liked him. Yeah, I like Safin. Yeah. A lot. Had a I big game. He, had a big game. Yeah. yeah. And he could have won a lot more if he, you know, yeah. didn't yeah. have that off Nasty court. had more, interest. more fun <laughs> that we all like to hey, have sometimes. Hey, listen, he, listen, it was more fun. Forget watching him. It was more fun watching who was in the box, watching him play. Right. You know, right. He, he created interest not only on the court but off, which helped tennis, I thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's got a great quote. Uh, I don't pay him to stay. I pay him to leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seven? Yeah. There's yeah. an old quote, but he used it, so that's good. Spence, uh, is there anybody that uh, reminds you today of uh, Nastasi or a McEnroe or a Borg or, you know, who who today would you, you know, put in to, okay. you know, replace them? Or, or, or can you? So what do you think? That's a hard call. Since we talked to you, the only, yeah. you know, all of a sudden Alcaraz has become number one in the I world. I like his game. I mean. And Iga on the other side. Like we uh, kind of had the. the other girl. The yeah, Swiss, Swiantek. The she, well, yeah, she's very good. Swiantek. So we've had, the, since we talked to you, I think those are the, kind of the two mm-hmm. things yeah. that have kind of, we haven't got your on opinion on. the men's on. side, um, I personally like Sinner's game because he hits through the ball, stays down, and has this depth of a ground strokes. And although, and, and then yet this Alcaraz, is, now he's improved, I think, since the Open. Because uh, he's serving much better, I just watched him uh, play a little bit on against Dimitrov in the uh, Madrid Open, and he seems to have improved since the U.S. Open. Not dramatically, but fifteen percent. So he's nineteen, twenty years old. You got a guy. This is what happens when you get a great champion like a Jimmy or Borg or these guys when they start to do well, then they're going to improve. So these older guys like Djokovic are going to have a huge problem now because. As a, as uh, these guys gain confidence, their their game is going to explode because they've got youth with them and they they're now going to improve. Whereas these right. other guys aren't. So I'm very impressed with uh, we were talking about the game in terms of uh, Alcaraz attacks the second serve because he attacks the second serve like Jimmy did. He's the crossover player. I think we've talked a couple times that Jimbo said there would be a guy who could play back two feet like Nadal play that defensive game with the spin and but yet hurt you. This is a guy who can hurt you with the return to serve. Right. Djokovic hurts you with the return to serve. This guy's moving up dramatically on the return and starting to he's 30 all and you serve a second serve, he's going to pound it like like Jimbo used to, like maybe Djokovic a can and right. that's what's and now his serves improving. So I think he just beat Zaf. Who did he beat? Two and one in the Zarev. 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 Yeah. To beat mm-hmm. them two and one. I mean, right. that's that's a big that's a big beating. Okay. Yeah. So he's obviously improved. So I, I think he wins this tournament. He may make a big jump and he may dominate. But he's he could, he, he's a number one player already. Yeah, he's a number right? one player on now. And I, I think Joker might be technically right now, but it, you know they're back and forth with it. Really, right. but that's on ranking. But I'm saying, yeah. He may gain the confidence to separate himself from Sinner, Roan, mm-hmm. uh, those other Rune. guys, Rune. So now he could take a big. If right. he wins these tournaments, he's separating himself because he's beating the crap out of these guys. And now. you can you can tell like where yeah. Joker. I mean, he's yeah. later in his career, but with 
Alcaraz, you know, he's still probably only operating at like 75 well, he's percent of his potential. Yeah. Joker you got know? screwed out of the yeah. game. I mean, you know, when right. he's older, this is like a different story with Joker. But yeah, but like, yeah, with Alcaraz, I like the way he always is trying to move forward. You know, yeah. like so many guys, they get stuck back and in these patterns yeah. where they're backhand to backhand. And like you said, he'll he'll return and he starts trying to take ground right with every shot. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, that's the, the player you've been talking about. Like, you know, but when you're over back, 35 years old, right. forward. when you're over 35 years old, you can't recuperate. Yeah. You pay three out of five and you play five tough sets and you got to play a day later. You're not recuperating like the 22 year old. Mm-hmm. So you might win one or two of those, but you're not going to win three or two. So right. to win a grand slam uh, and Djokovic's greatest play, I, I love Djokovic's game. I think they, they've destroyed, they've made it impossible for him. For some reason, they tried to throw him out of the game. There's a lot of politics. I can in identify. That. Yeah. They tried to ruin <laughs> him and they, and they've done, you know, he, thank God he's made enough money, but you know, so, I, but now he comes back against three or four of these kids. Yeah. It's a lot harder than it was two years ago or yeah. a year ago. And dropping in, only playing a tournament or two, and then missing a couple tournaments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is nice to see with Alcaraz that there are a couple other guys that are bubbling up to where you're like, oh, these are going to be the guys. Well, this Chinese guy who beat Fritz. Zhang? Yeah, I watched the uh, middle set. Fritz was outplaying him in every aspect, and then the guy Save started... three match points. The guy started to come hit the ball early. Yeah. He's much... Fritz is slow side to side. He's got everything, but he's slow side to side. This guy... Outplayed him basically. Yeah, and I think that guy's got a lot of potential. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't a, know it yet how much potential yeah, he has. He, he's had some good matches and yeah. won some tight matches, big time. They yeah. were good players this week. Yeah, you know, but we we, we talked, talked about, about yeah, yeah the exactly. Chinese players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ebing Wu earlier this year won Dallas. So. Yeah, I saw him play too. I think this kid has even more talent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah. what do you think about Runa? Runa's fine. I haven't seen right? him enough. I liked. He's very solid. I yeah. like his game. And, like like, his, and he's got some attitude. Yeah. You know, you see, he kind of talks yeah. shit with yeah. the crowd and goes back right. and forth and doesn't back down. And But, but Sinner's got a huge game. Uh, he's got Sinner. a more of an old style game from our era, but he's less than 50% first serves. He played Djokovic at Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Can't make a first serve. He would have beat him. Right. Because he so, has the so great ground that, strokes. Is that what it's going to take for him to get over that hump? You know, to. to to win, uh, correct me, brother. Is he won a? He hasn't won a five uh, one thousand. Has he? he hasn't won a Masters one thousand and hasn't made a semi at a slam. Right. Is that what it's going to take for him to to get over that hump to do that? Improve his serve. Well, yeah, because it makes it a lot easier to if you serve first serve. More three points. Alcaraz against uh, Dimitrov was seventy five percent or seventy two percent first serve. Mm-hmm. Dimitrov's fifty. He got right. a much bigger serve than Alcaraz, but he's not hitting the first serve. This Alcaraz with his ground game, and if he's serving like that at 50, 65% for a serve, he's going to be hard right. to beat. He's going to be hard to beat. And, and, you, yeah. and it's like interesting because like Demi's 30 or something. I don't know how old he is now, but he's over 30. Yeah. And to see Alcaraz almost play like more you know, intellectual tennis than a lot of the guys who are way older than him. Like he plays pretty smart. You know, he's pretty mature. He's had to be around some, some guys who... Uh, you know, have the experience. His coach, right? Ferrero. Ferrero. Right. Yeah. But he's good. I yeah. Mean, no, this kid's a help. He, he's, he's like just like a once in a generation, like kind of. He's a champ. He's yeah. going to be, he's the next champion. If, but the, I'm not saying that Rune can't catch him or that the Italian kid can't catch him or that even this Chinese kid can't catch him. But right now he's 
a winner and he's gaining confidence. And so he's like, got, the, he's you, got momentum. His mom right. used to say, you, you, if you, you win, you grow. If you lose, you die. <laughs> she did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and a lot of his he's matches, winning. He's growing. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of his matches are like he, the, he brings out a lot in the other player, but it seems like a lot of the matches are just on his racket. Or like, you know, if he's going for it and he's making his shots and he's putting the pressure on, he's like, he's tough to beat. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. like, but then if he's missing a little bit and he's off and he's, because sometimes he goes for shots a little early, you know, where he like, he just has so much firepower where like, if he hits just one more shot, you know, puts him in the corner or whatever you're talking about, is, You're talking about Alcaraz. Alcaraz. You know, but even if he loses, he's he's not lo- losing backing off. No, no, I just mean that I think it's always on his racket. Like yeah. where if he brings his game, you're not beating him. But he's got you know, he's bringing his A game. He's got the defensive game of the European clay quarter, and he's doing the aggressive game that most of them don't have. He's returning, right. so he's a, attacking the second serve. Nadal doesn't attack the second serve. Some guys back up on the yeah, second serve, so like Stan. Will oh, back up. I was talking about this U.S. Open final. Who was the? Uh, it was Alcaraz and uh, and uh, the Swe- Norwegian or Swedish? What's his oh, name? Rude. Uh, yeah, Casper Rude. Casper Rude. Here, he, Casper Rude had every chance to get back and win that match. Second serves of Alcaraz, and Alcaraz serving way better today than. And Alcaraz, I thought, played not his best tennis in the final. He was tired. Right. Uh, the other guy, Rude, standing at the wall. Return his second serve right. at thirty all and thir- and break points. Right, let him right back in the match. We see it almost takes him two yeah. two shots to get back up to the baseline. Yeah, like he returns, then Alcaraz hits a shot, then he'll hit another shot and try and take more space. And it's like by then Alcaraz might have the advantage in the point. Alcaraz had just moved up on him and beat him. Yeah, but w- without playing his best. Mm-hmm. So you know you got to say that that's the way the old style was. You know you attack, you either serve big or you return big. You don't become a great player unless you have one of those two things. Nadal's the greatest player who never had a great return, nor had he have a great serve. Mm-hmm. Because everybody let him return. They stand way back. And then the rally starts, and he hits that lefty forehand and pulls you out. Right. That's the game that was called try to get to neutral. Yeah. Right? Is that, is that what they were trying to do to try to figure out a way to get to neutral? Well, you know, you all, I mean, like if you get behind in a point, you're always trying to get back to neutral. Right. You know, and then from there you try and take control of the point. But I, I don't know. I just think that so many people didn't return well, you know, that, that people just didn't do it. I don't right. know. Like, you know, they just, they almost thought like, let's just get this in play and then start the point sometimes. I think that, that's why. That's what uh, made Nadal. <laughs> but, that, but that's why Djokovic, I think, even at his age, and, and Spencer said it, mm. that, you know, they tried to, whatever's gone on in the last couple of years to, you know, keep him out of the game or whatever. I think that's why he's going to still be able to be uh, good odds, yeah. you know, and, and all the tournaments and all, especially the big tournaments, because he is an aggressive player. He's not afraid to take the return and move forward, mm-hmm. take the ball on the rise, Early, take, yeah. take that split second away from his opponent and all that. And, and, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I look at that and I say, I get it. I identify with that. Right. You know, and, and uh, most of the game is the guys playing four or five, six feet behind the baseline and just, you know, with the rackets mm-hmm. and with the string and, and all that, just being able to stand back and wail away. But Djokovic understands the, the, 
what what it means to be able to move forward and take the ball early. Right. And, yeah. uh, so I'm not counting him out. No, no, no I'm not counting out. I'm he just needs to be healthy. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. he's got to be younger guys. Right. You, Brett, but Brett said it, Spence. Yeah. He yeah. needs to be healthy. I, yeah. I don't think yeah. he's healthy right now. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like that he can't do it. It's just he needs his elbow and whatever it is. Right. He's, the thing about his returning, because you can't be aggressive returning when the guy's hitting 140. I don't know, because these serve. guys are hitting 140, and, and they're, they're, they're taking full swings. Yeah. You, you know, at the, at the return. Back, right. in, back in the old days, you're holding on for dear life, and you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. blocking it back, and, right. you know, and, and I, you know, trying to you know do whatever you can to keep the ball in play. Yeah, I just mean that, like, yeah. on on the first serve, it's harder these days with the technology yeah, and the yeah. speed. Yeah. But with Joker, he still figures out a way where, like, he will get to neutral immediately, where he you know gets the back, backhand racket right. out there and it spins it, you know, lobs itself in the air and lands right on the baseline, right. or right in front of the baseline. He's a solid. He's like you your know, like dad. He's got solid those kind of like crazy returns down, too, where like when he has time. Well, there's been three or four guys like that. I yeah, mean, yeah, but I'm mean, just saying, I mean, like, he's got... Honest, Agassi, But there, uh, but there are many guys now that do it, you know? Uh, so Alcaraz doing it, it just shows that, like, you know, He's always one of those players that can do it, and then he's uh, you know mature yeah. for his age. Yeah, picked up on it early. Well, what well, Alcaraz yeah. does is the second serve. You got to remember, nobody returns like Djokovic does on the first serve. I don't think, but second serve, this guy's moving in and hurting you, yeah. as opposed to these other idiots that are standing at the base at the fence. Yeah. Rune literally played Alcaraz at seventy percent. I thought he could have, if he'd stood in on those big points, he he might have won him. You know, mm-hmm. and then if he'd won him, it would have gone five sets. And yeah. then who knows? Yeah. But that way of playing where you stand back at the wall, like this Medvedev lost to Nadal, in my opinion, in the open, whatever year it was, like last year, standing back on seconds. He's standing at the wall. Do you mean Australia set. when he uh, came no, back? I think on it was him? U.S. Open. Who got, did Nadal beat Medvedev in the final of the U.S. Open in the last couple of years? Uh, it might have been. Yeah, that, two a years, years ago. Two, three years ago, yeah. He stood back at the wall on second serves. Mm hmm. He's got a huge backhand, uh, Medvedev. He's got deep, low right. balls. He's six foot, whatever. Right. The high ball of Nadal does not bother him. It's in his zone, but he lets him rally with him. Mm-hmm. So, and you see Alcaraz he'll, when he steps into the court on the backhand. You think like it's going to get kick up too high, but yeah. he, he jumps up there. He like gets his leg up there, and you know he's able to get on top of it. Yeah, you yeah. know where like most people are like, I can't do that. I'll, I'll let it come to me back towards the wall. Yeah, that's well, you. Imagine you're Medvedev yeah. and you're six four. You could do it a little even better than yeah than Alcaraz. Yeah, okay. but uh, you know like and also Zarev, he has an incredible backhand return. Yeah, guy uh, Fritz is, uh, has a great backhand. Fritz has return. a great backhand. Yeah, it's a great backhand return, sir. All right, you're yeah. saying that. Yeah. What keeps him from winning? He doesn't move laterally well, in my opinion. Who, who are you talking about? Fritz. Now? Yep. Fritz is a great competitor, and great what, kid. What, he, he's in the top, what? He made it to five, and I think he's top ten right now. Great I attitude. I, I, I like his comp. He's a great competitor. He's a great, uh, he's a pretty smart guy on the court. He's six, whatever, and, and he can't move side to side like. Uh, Fritz is nine. In the he, world. he doesn't move as well as these other guys, so he has to make these big shots earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I watched Nadal beat him with the chip at Wimbledon. But, I mean, Fritz has, like, he's become a lot better than I thought he might have been, like, four or five years ago. Yeah. He's, well, like, he's trended. A he's a threat. I mean, he made it to five. If you, you know, play him wrong, good. he's going to win something. Yeah, and he's won tournaments. I think he's, he's won three, four tournaments in the last calendar year or so. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, everybody's got like some sort of. So when when my, when my dad looked at Jimbo when he came from fifteen, he goes, like, "The an- analysis of a, a a guy who can be a great player, not saying mentally whether he'll be a great player, 
is agility. If you don't have side to side, moving up and back is not as hard as moving side. So you're moving left, and then all of a sudden you got to move right and then move left. That agility thing, that's something you can't train for, you can't produce. Right. Djokovic has it. If you don't have that, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. What about in the current, in the modern game where the forehand is so yeah. big? Yeah. You know, if you have, like your 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 backhand was better, right? Than your very, forehand. A very few big forehands. Right, but yeah. like nowadays, the forehand is so much. So like a guy like Fritz, forehand's still okay. Yeah, backhand better. And then uh, who like a guy like uh, uh, her catch? You know, his forehand's a little big. like you know. Francisco Gonzalez. Yeah, there's just there's guys who, who happen yeah. to have better yeah. backhands now than forehands. Everybody has a good backhand. Like catching off has a way better backhand than his forehand's kind of got that weird. Most grip. everybody has a good backhand. Yeah, having a huge forehand that's different. Right, there's very few guys. Yeah, well, who, I'm who just has gonna, a huge I was just going to say most yeah. of them are two-handed backhands too. By the way, yeah, all the two-handed backhands yeah. are all solid. Right. I mean, who has a huge forehand? Nobody. Well, like I mean, um, Al- Alcaraz, Alcaraz does. Alcaraz Sitsipas has a pretty Sitsipas big forehand. Better. Better. Better had a big forehand. Uh, pass forehand N- sits N- up. Nadal's Nadal. forehand. Is, yeah. Nadal's forehand's better. Nadal. Berrettini's got a big forehand. Berrettini. Yeah. Berrettini. That's a huge forehand. Yeah. And Nadal. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, there's very few big forehands. What do you think about Corda? He's just always he's always hurt, so it's hard to get. A I feel love his for game. Him. I love his he's got, game. He's like, got a really good love, backhand. Beautiful game. His forehand is is, is his problem. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. He's a guy like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, is his forehand a problem, or is it is forehand just not as good as his backhand? Well, it's not as good. That's a good and he, and he, it, it's a good call. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things where the backhand's better. Right. Right. It's not like he gets short with the forehand. It's like he it doesn't go in. I know. You know, like uh, I. So if you had a forehand that breaks down. It would get short, right? Like when you played a guy. Why are you looking at me when no, you say that? <laughs> no, because you could break a guy's forehand down. Yeah. In a rally, Jimbo could break your forehand down. He's right. going to hit the ball, you know, maybe three inches from the baseline, mm-hmm. six times on each side. The guy with the weak forehands, that's going to break down. Right. It's going to be short. Then Jimbo's going to hit the next ball and come in on you. Mm-hmm. Djokovic's forehand used to break down. Federer's forehand doesn't break down. Nadal's forehand doesn't break down, but a lot of forehands break down. But today, nobody breaks each other down. They just seems to out-rally each other. I don't, they don't drill. break each other. They don't try to break it down and come in on you. Right. You know, it, it's, a new day. it's a new way to play. But I would argue if you can break somebody's forehand down, it's a better way to – or break somebody's backhand down. Mm-hmm. And then come in and take, it, take the net, depending on the score, Yeah, that would be a better way to go. What do you think uh, – what about the kid Shelton? The American kid I watched went to him. Florida for a couple years. Great, good athlete. Lefty. I, yeah, I watched him play. He lost in, I watched him lose in Del Rey, whatever match he lost. To, mm-hmm. uh, I can look it up. Yeah, he was a, it was an interesting match. But his dad was a player. Yeah, I, I remember him. Yeah. His dad a little bit. He's a guy, I like the kids. Lefty, I think. He's got a big yeah, serve. Yeah, lefty, 20 years old. He's yeah. ranked 38 just in the world. He needs to play more. Play. Right, he just needs more, well, yeah. more uh, reps. Yeah. So so what what's going to take him to the next level? Is it uh, his experience? Yeah, it needs more play. Garone, he lost to Garone and lost to Garone. I watched that match. That yeah. guy's good. that guy. That guy's smooth. Yeah, Garone yeah, grinds. Yeah. yeah. So, so what? what mm. What's a young player today, Spence, mm. at uh, nineteen, twenty years old, who's trying to break their way into you know the the Zara of the Rune, the yeah. Rublev into that group? What 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 is it that that's going to take him to that level? Is it uh, more more tournaments? Is yeah. it coaching? Is it what is it? So that's very hard. I'm hard to say because look at the way you played uh, 
you were so consistent. You returned. So guys attacked you. You had the kind of game to. You returned so well. You beat them. You beat them. The more aggressive they got, the easier it was to beat them. Today, everybody's steady. Everybody stays back, and they grind each other out. Just who does it better that yeah, day? Yeah, who grinds more? I mean, it's right. uh, it's very hard for a, somebody coming up because everybody plays pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all play decent, solid ground strokes. So you're going to beat somebody from the baseline. You can't overpower them. It's, it's to overpower them is the way I think mm-hmm. to gain the confidence and experience to know how to do that. That's a different thing. So who gives them that? The coach? Uh, uh, well, there's not coaches teaching that kind of tennis anymore. Yeah, but, but a lot of those coaches never played anyway. But I mean, right? they don't even know. I mean. They don't know how to teach that game right, anymore. Right. That, that game of uh, that's my point. You're rallying from the baseline. You're hitting both of you. Hitting these great shots, and instead of letting that, you make a great shot. Instead of letting it come back in, you come in and take it on the rise. Nobody's teaching that how to do that. Right. Well, who, how about this? If if Poncho was here and uh, he could have his pick of any player out there to go, like, look, this guy or this player. I mean, obviously Alcaraz, of course, right? But who? Who do you think he'd be like, look, this guy's got potential. If you let me work with him for six months or yeah. a year, I'd make him two or three or one in the world or something. Sinner, you know, because I have my dad. I know my dad's how he thinks, how he thought. I saw Djokovic playing a Monfi on a backcourt at the Open. Nobody knew he was. Mm-hmm. I said Djokovic's going to be the next great player. This was four years before he was. Mm-hmm. Because he's fast. He had a great backhand down the line, which is an extremely Tough. crucial shot to have, yeah. like your dad had. Uh, he returned great. But, I mean, I think Sinner's got a huge game. Yeah. If he gets his serve where he – if I were him, I'd concentrate on my serve because yeah. you, people forget. What's the most two most important shots in tennis? Serve, serve, and return to serve. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got the great return to serve or you got the serve. If you have both, if you can – this kid's got everything. I mean, he's got all the talent. So he should improve his serve so he should be able to dominate. But then you got Alcaraz as sort of like a – this defensive, offensive, he's an all-around guy. So yeah. and, a good, a great counter, and he's getting better. Puncher. Yeah. yeah. Counterpuncher, and he's getting better. So he might already have taken the edge away. Even though Sinner just beat him, mm-hmm. he's growing, whereas Sinner's not growing as much. I, don't, I haven't seen Rune play enough. I, I got to tell you, this Zhang, the Zhang, he could be a top 10 player. Z-H-A-N-G. Zhang, yeah. Yeah, he could be a top 10. Yeah. I don't see an American player that can be... Top 10. No, not but, even Shelton? Uh, not even. Shelton's good, but, I mean, these guys are a little better, and they've got, you know, the European, uh, they're playing on clay. Mm-hmm. They're learning this defensive game, and if they start to learn offensive, defensive, and, yeah. the, and the way they've changed the game, every ball bouncing high, all the courts playing the same. Do you think Fritz hangs as a top 10 player? Do you I think, think he's, yeah, he, he's yeah. a great competitor. I think... As he gets older, I mean, if there's he, a mo- he comes from a good stock. Yeah, you know his his mom play, mom was a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and a uh, very good player, Kathy May, and and uh, uh, and he's very smart on the court. Well, he I plays. Mean, he's a, he's a gutsy kid. He's not a he's no choker. He works with Paul Anacone. Who I work he does. With. He, he but he he's his own man. He's his own guy. He knows how to win. Fritz. Yeah, but he's a, but when you have these, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's stiff. Jimbo can tell you if you get a guy like. Uh, Alcaraz, how are you going to beat him? Right. Yeah. Well, that match yeah. with Sinner was a great match in Miami. Yeah. And I think you're right. You can see that when, because Sinner can beat Alcaraz, one of the few yeah. guys who pushes him and beats him. They're like 3-3 three, three head-to-head. 
And you can tell that you're right. They're pushing each other to get yeah. better. Yeah. Because Sinner's going for so much because right. Alcaraz gets to every freaking thing, yeah. right? But then I think you're right where Alcaraz takes that loss and learns more for from it and kind of grows more in a way than Sinner does from the win. You know, like where we're like Sinner can win those matches against the best player in the world. You know, but we're still waiting for him to kind of make that jump to make a semi. Like we talked if about. Sinner was coached by your dad on how to play the big points. That would make a huge difference because these guys are so close. I think when you get to really ch- like Connors Borg, Connors McEnroe, Connors, it's the points. Yeah. It's the key points. And the guy who knows how to play those points is going to win those matches. I think, but he does. That's what's so weird about him is he does because he beats Alcaraz. You know, and then yeah. he ends up, he'll lose to yeah. like, you know, but somebody. He, he meets him once in a while. But you got to do beat it two, three, right. yeah, yeah. Two, one, two, three matches in a row. Right. You know, you can't do it one time yeah. and think you've done your job. I right. Mean, that, right. that may yeah. get you from the quarters to the semis or the semis to the finals, but that's not going to win you the tournament. Right. You know, you got you got to be able to to be consistent in, in uh, stepping up and doing that. Well, let me you give know, you match after match. Well, they play even, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Alcaraz is serving better. Yeah, that alone may may make him five percent better than Sinner mm-hmm. now. Well, do you I think, don't know. Do you think uh, Alcaraz also? We mentioned this before has a little bit of that effect, like Nadal does, where like if you're lucky enough to come through a long tough match with him, mm-hmm. you're you're spent for the next match. You know, because most guys who would beat Nadal going back, especially yeah. in slams, yeah. their record, unless it was Joker or Fed, right, right. in the next match, definitely under 500. You know, definitely, like, yeah, way but, under but, 500. But a lot of guys would, would rather would rather beat them, and, and that's their tournament. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but Biggest win of their career, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, that that's good. You can go and say, well, I, I beat Rafa Nadal in, the, you know, in the quarters of a tournament. How'd you do in the tournament? Well, I lost the next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know, it's it's the guys that... That can that can be in the shape and, and and be able to raise their game for one two three matches in a row, you know, like that to beat the best yeah. players. You know, you know, whoever gets there, you know, it, it could be number one, number two, or number twelve, or it it doesn't matter. You right. gotta beat whoever's in your way, but you gotta you know raise your game and continue that match after match. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, stop what you're doing and take a listen. Because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer that we have ever seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 22 years as a number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six whole months. That's no payments and no interest for six months. And you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need. In real time, all in one place, to reduce manual process, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and much more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of this special financing offer at netsuite.com slash Connors. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of this special financing offer at netsuite.com slash Connors. netsuite.com slash Connors to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. netsuite.com slash Connors. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So that was my next question yeah. was to Spencer. You know, how do you teach that? Or can you? Well, I think the key is the surfaces you're raised on. A lot of it. If you're raised but on... But they're all the same now. They're all the same. But this clay we're in Europe where you're... You're slicing forehands from behind the baseline. Like this Alcaraz has shots that you, you don't develop those shots on cement. Right. You're never His gonna, drop shot, which is ridiculous. Yeah, you're not, not doing that, that as much shit. on hardcourt. You, you get feel. You get, you get, first off, there's certain guys that got great feel, like that have it. You know, it's a genius sort of thing. Uh, my dad had great feel. Uh, could drop shot. You'd never know it was coming. Drop mm-hmm. volley. He was a, certain guys drop volley. Deep volley, lob yeah. volley. Yeah. How do they learn to do that shit? I right. don't know. But, I mean, at the same time, uh, this guy, the, it seems that the guys that play on the red clay from an early age like Nadal, I've watched Nadal on his back leg, two feet behind the baseline, spin a ball off, I mean, rounded into the deep, high, you know, these higher shots way over the net. Mm-hmm. That takes growing up on red clay or right. something like that, so... I would say that's one, and then so you need versatility. A guy like uh, Alcaraz is versatile. Maybe the center is not, mm-hmm. but power. Look at Boris Becker. Do you see this documentary? On I Boris haven't. Becker? I want to see it. It's freaking amazing. We're trying to get him on. He was a great. Yeah, that, great that would be great, great yeah. to have him on. How great he was, and and how power game. Yeah, that's so young. And center has sort of a power game. Yeah. Center's like, put yeah, on some muscle. Yeah, He's gotten yeah. a little bigger. Yeah. So do you think when you're talking about the growing up on the surface, do you think that the people who grow up on hard nowadays are almost like, quote unquote, punished where like then they don't have an advantage on the hard as much as it used to be? Absolutely. Like hard back in the old days used to bounce yeah. lower, be fast, could get through the court. So if you grew yeah. up on that, you'd be like, well, if you like the clay, then once you get to the hard, then it's my turn. You know? No, no, it doesn't happen. But anymore. now <laughs> it's like the ball bounces so high. And the ball's even weird, on grass. Dead. It's like a dead ball. It doesn't. The ball's much higher. The ball, ball doesn't stay down. It doesn't skid. It seems to come up. So you're better off learning on clay. There's no mm-hmm. question. And, and then the footwork. It seems like when you see the people who even though they like yeah. have played a lot on clay, you can tell that they don't slide as naturally. Yeah. And you see the people who have, they slide. They get in and out of the corners yeah. and get to the net and... And, you know, the more more drop shots, a lot more feel around the net with the spin. I'm not saying it's exciting, though. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you it's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's a different game now. It's more power. Yeah. And and uh, it, it, it gives you the opportunity to take full swings at uh, most every shot. You know, whereas in, in the old days, you know, sometimes just blocking the ball back was good. You know, whether it was, you know, with a, you know, just a firm grip or a little underspin or, mm-hmm. you know, using a, a little angle or, or whatever. You know, the variety was uh, different yeah. back in the old days. But uh, the equipment, I think, has changed uh, uh, the, the game tremendously. The the rackets and the string. Your yeah. thoughts? My thoughts are that I'd rather watch a guy looking to work his way into net with big with a big game on the move than watch guys hit cross-court backhands and forehands. 
And I think what you see today is the guys hitting six, seven balls cross court and the six, seven ball. That's boring. That's like ping pong. I'd rather see a guy attacking and coming in and then the suspense is, is he going to get past? Is he going to make right. a volley? It sets up that, that pressure was the excitement. Moment. And, and so what my dad specialized in was when to do all that stuff. And that was the, the, the great thing. So now today you can still do it. If you got a big, like you're meditative, you're up 30 love, why rally the net? Why not come in on your first serve, serve the guy's weak side, come in? Surprise tactic. Surprise, and plus, if you, Jimbo will tell you, you know where people are going to return. If you serve a guy on the add point to his forehand, and he's, he's going to go right down the middle to your forehand volley. Mm. So you're up uh, 40 love, why stay back? Come in, you hit the first serve to his forehand, you come in, you, it's going to be your forehand volley, you're going to go cross court. When you never do this, you never get used to those patterns, but you can know those patterns, and with the score, you can alleviate, you can take a lot, put a lot more pressure on your opponent. Right. And that's not done at all. And and it's boring to watch people rally, and so I think, I don't want to say it, but I think they've tennis is not as exciting as it used to be. And um, it's more of a rallying endurance high ball, uh, game. And to me, I don't care how great the guys hit the ground strokes. That isn't as exciting as having ground strokes ball. The full game. Variety. The variety of the game. Yeah. Top spin, slice, flat, volleys, drop volleys, all that. It's much more exciting. And I don't see it today. I'm not saying these guys can't do it all. I'm just saying because they're not used to doing it, they're not doing it. All right. Well, I, I caught a lot of highlights at my job, you know, at Tennis Channel and over the last 10, 12 years. And it's funny because, like, when you make highlights, you only have a certain amount of time. You have a minute or 90 seconds. Right. And each point you want to keep to a certain amount of time. And, and so, like, on a lot of the points, like, it might be a 20-ball rally, but you don't have to show but, like, the last four or five shots. <laughs> because, like, it's, it's a, a Same pattern. thing. Right. Yeah. It'll be this pattern. Or like, you know, sometimes we'll be like, you know what, just skip two more hits. Like get to where the actual action begins, you know, right. get to where like you finally figure out, okay, he goes to the corner, he tries to go down the line, he comes in, he knocks it off or, you know, whatever yeah. the thing is. But you're right. A lot of it, it there's, there's not a lot of like strategy from right. a majority of the players. It seems like they just go out and they're going to, they're going to do what they do best. And that's right. bang away on their, on their, right. they're going to hit their serve. They're going to do their serve plus one. And, and and if that doesn't work, they're going to do it again. But is it, but is that changing with Alcaraz? Is he is he? Trying? Well, I think I, I think he shows you if somebody does oh, variety, yeah. how much right. it can stand out and right. how the well the person can do. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, why he's not some just clay quarter. <laughs> right, yeah. and he'll he'll win on all surfaces. Yeah, you right. Know, so you know, for me, it's going to be interesting uh, to to watch be uh, because his success. Has been mostly on what, hard courts, right? And clay, and clay, yeah, right. So, but he won so, the Open, so his majors on hard court, right? So, yeah. so you have you know, the French coming up, yeah. You know, very pulling up the odds right now, right? Bring up the odds, <laughs> but then after that, it's going to be interesting for me. My my best uh, viewing of of tennis is going to come up uh, for three weeks, the week before uh, Wimbledon and Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. You know, to watch, you know how. You know, and, and they say they, you know, the courts are all the same and all that, but still the movement on grass is different than any other surface also. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting for me to see how a lot of these guys, especially those who have been successful with the way they play uh, on the clay and, 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 and the, the slower hard courts, yeah. you know, 
adjust to that, you know, and, and Alcaraz is going to be my view mm-hmm. because he's going to be the number one player. He's going to be the number one seed, yeah. you know, and he's going to be the one that's expected you know, to, to come through and win that tournament. Yeah. You know, so maybe be, Joker might be one, but let's yeah, ask I know a, what I you mean. Ask you a question. I know what you mean. Yeah. Why is yeah. Alcaraz better than Joker? Because uh, I don't think he, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's better. Is it forehand better than Joker's forehand? Mm, maybe. Might maybe like harder, yeah. stronger, faster. You serve better than Djokovic? About the same. About the same. Backhand, Joker's got Joker's got him there. Movement. About yeah, the same. About the same. Alcaraz might just because he's a little younger. You know? So it's yeah, a very different yeah, thing. Just said it. So he's it's got a, that youth he's on got youth. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Got youth but on. then Joker's got all the crafty things where he's been there a thousand times. Yeah, and this kid might not be. Three out of five ain't going to. You know what I mean? You yeah. give up the youth, but you have the experience. Yeah. Uh, but thing. you know what? You know, they all line about experience. By the time you get the experience, you're too damn old to do to anything use with it. To use it. But you're tired. But that's true. One match, though. If that if it yeah. wears you out and you know and you're you know get, play two or three long matches in a row, I, I can you know I'm, I'm attesting to this because mm-hmm. I've been through this. You know, all of a sudden, no matter what experience you have, yeah, you know, right. I mean, it'd be great. Just, it just wears you out. But you know, and, and I, I'm going to go back and say this: I, I, I'm rooting for for Joker, and and here's why. I think he's been screwed the last big couple time, of years. Big time, big time, huge. Yeah, I agree. You know, and and I'm I'm rooting for him to come through and and to uh, he's already proven what he is. He, you know, he's got twenty two thousand grand slams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and and uh, he's already proven you know how great he is and all that. But he he has been kept from you know even extending that legacy. And and I I hope that he comes you know, the next. You know, I, I don't know how long he's going to play. He he may play this. He may play one more year. He may play this and say, "I'm done." Right. You, know, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. But I'm I'm rooting for him to get through this year and have success because of that. I'm also rooting for the next guy who takes the place of Federer's gone. Yeah, Joker's getting older. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know that. Way older. Nadal's hurt. Yeah, you know, we don't know if he's old, playing old with a no. family. Yeah, you know, things change, life changes, you know, and things change. I'm also rooting for the next guy to come up and be that guy. Yeah, you know, so and I want to see him play. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this just, whole that's what's the, lame. The words, I I would love to love to see Alcaraz play Djokovic in the finals. Right? How good would that? That'd be, be great. Yeah, a, a, a fresh a fresh Djokovic, which yeah. is going to be so at the. The one that he was going to win the Grand Slam. Did you watch? I, I was there for that. I was working it. He yeah. played the. He, he had the tough, Yeah, but he had the toughest draw in history. Djokovic. Djokovic usually gets great draws. Mm-hmm. He got the worst draw. He had like, he played Brooks Beef, a long match. He played all these guys long, long killer matches. Yeah. Then he gets to Medvedev, and I, he was spent. I don't. There's no way he had anything left for that match. Yeah. And and, and so Medvedev beats him, but. Uh, I think, but I'm going to say this. Yeah, he won Australia. Yeah, he won the French. He won Wimbledon, and he had the chance to win the Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he got to the final match. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, right. it's incre- It's an incredible, incredible effort. Feat. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a very big fan. I think the only thing he could improve is his serve. Right, and I think that's going to be if he was just to play one match with Alcaraz, Alcaraz will hurt your second server. Mm-hmm. So Djokovic needs to serve well to beat Alcaraz. Yeah, and he and that's generally vice what versa, hurts him. though too. Yeah. I feel like Alcaraz yeah. have to serve. Yeah, yeah. vice versa, yeah, vice versa. He, he, he better is yeah. right. Yeah, because yeah. you know, Joker's right. going to be attacking. 
And that's the thing I think that's lame. Obviously, yeah. I think yeah. he should have been playing and, and, and all that stuff, but I want to see him while he's still at top of the game have a bunch of matchups with Runa, Sinner, yeah. Carlitos, you know, so that like that's the always the coolest part, and not always, but like when you look back on these changing of the of the guard moments where you're yeah. like, like, like when you go back and you got to play Sampras one or two times, yeah. you yeah. played Becker twice, you know, Shtick, and like there's these all these guys from that next era where like you have some matches against, mm-hmm. like you played from seven, so like right. if you can look up all the guys who were getting older when you came in to all the guys who were coming in as you got older. It's like four, it's like three or four generations, yeah. you know? So you want to have a bunch of uh, matches we can go back on and be like, remember when Joker played Runa at blah, right. blah, blah, yeah. or when Sinner went five with them, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, so you want to get all those oh. moments, you know, before he retires in a couple of years. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at who's going to win, if you take a guy 35 and he's playing three out of five sets and he's going five sets in the quarters, he's going five sets in the semis. And he's going against the twenty-year-old in the finals, right? It, 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 it's not a good. It's not a good result. No, yes, he is draw, yeah. Yeah. Well, but a little bit of it. He needs to play, almost play himself into to some shape. I mean, he's he's missed. It. I don't know if he's playing Rome. I think he's scheduled to. We don't know if he is. They allow and, him to, or and, yeah. And then he's then it's French, you know. So I mean, he. Those are the hardest tournaments in the world to play when you haven't played clay court. Yeah, is three out of. I mean, that's as hard as it gets. Yeah. You better play on because you get no cement. quick points. Yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, the ins- interesting thing about, and we talked about this, uh, about playing on clay, is that if things start going bad, it goes bad in a hurry. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you, if, if you have a lack of concentration or you miss a few shots or something, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, you lose your serve and, and uh, you miss a few shots, you, you, you lose four games in a hurry and it goes by. And, and, and you know, it's tough to recuperate from right. that, you know, where... In in especially in the old days on a faster surface, you could always figure out a way to come, come back to come back. Yes, you know now now it's different. Yeah, I mean on clay, I mean, you got to hit so many balls. Right, there's no quick to turn come around, back. Like... It's no cheap way to come back where you could just serve and right and get away with shit. Right. Yeah, that's the, go for a couple. And big that's returns. the difference. I mean, the, and that's the difference between the game away in many ways today from when we played. Mm-hmm. Is that um, a big server? On playing on grass and fast courts, you know, they get a lot of cheap points. Yeah. You have to hit a million balls today. Mm-hmm. Does it mean it's more exciting? I don't think so. <laughs> but it, 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 yeah. and if the great returners, the hard part of the game was the return. Mm-hmm. You might have three or four great servers and great volleyers, but if you had a great returner, like your old man, like, like Djokovic, maybe Agassi, whatever, those kind of guys... That made it. That made it extremely exciting matches because you got a, two contrasting styles. And that's match what, That's matchups. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, what do you think, Carlos? I'm looking at the lines right now. Yeah, favorite French Open plus one forty, and yeah. then Joker's second favorite plus two twenty, and then Nadal four to one. We don't know if he's playing or not. Is Nadal played? Hasn't played in weeks. No, nah, hasn't played since Australia. I don't think. And then Sitsi nine to one, Runa fourteen, Center fourteen, Rude eighteen. I mean, he was the runner up there last year. It's not a bad yeah. number on a guy who got to the finals. Yeah, that's there. probably an interesting bet. Yeah, I don't know if he'll win, but depending on the draw. Yeah, uh, he could do damage. Yeah, he could, he could make a quarter or semi. I feel like if 
Because that's it. he likes the dirt. Zverev twenty five to one, Med twenty eight. He he doesn't like the dirt enough no. to go seven matches. And, Rublev and, thirty to one. He's had a little success lately. He won. Uh, he could be a quarter. He could be a semifinals. Yeah, yeah I don't know if he uh, team thirty three. Weird with team, right? Like two two years ago, he was two or three in the world. You know, he won the U.S. Open in twenty twenty and had the wrist injury and yeah. stuff. And he's just I don't know battling confidence. It's, it's no, a bummer. No, we have that wrist wrist. You can't hit a ball if you have a wrist. That's the worst injury I think. For I I can attest attest to that. But you know the the end result is you know why why wouldn't a lot of these guys who go through that, you know go. That they're having problems. Go to the guys who have been through that. You know, uh, you know, our, one of our favorite guys, Del Potro. No, I loved him. You, you know, he's, uh, Me too. you know, you know, one you know, root for him every time. I mean, it's something about him. You know, he has, right. he had something that yeah. just he kept him bad breaks. Yeah. yeah it, and, you know, he went through some bad times and, you know, he had a wrist injury, you know, shit, you know, I, I, you know, why wouldn't you go to somebody who had been, you know, had had that problem, been through it? Yeah. You know, and and I he might have, you know, he might have gone to someone maybe. else, some someone in Argentina or something. Yeah, but you know, why not go to a guy who was the best in the world? Yeah, you know, was trying to come back and still be the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know I did. Yeah. You know, when you know when I went through that, I was yeah. going to everybody I could, you know, to try to figure out, you know, well, what happened to you? Who should I go to? Why yeah. should I go to him? What did he do for you? How good did that come out? You know, you can't play worth a crap. You know, well, you know, obviously it didn't work for you. So right. why should I go to him? You know, I mean, it's, it's I, just. I don't think it's his injury, though. I think it's like confidence or something. Who for a team? Well, because he's playing. Well, that, well then like that's a different thing. He's played all year. You know, yeah. he's played in 12, 14 tournaments and he's played a couple challengers, I know. You know, he's doing whatever he can to, to work it back. He, and it's, it's, he's a version of Rune, but with a bigger... He's got the one-hander, yeah. I mean, like he was fun, but he's not as young as everyone thinks because he came up with kind of at the same time as Zverev, but he's only, I think he's 29. I think he might turn 30 this year. I, I can look real quick, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's just a bummer. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for different candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it's all in one place. I go there. I don't have to search around and go here, go there, bounce around. Everything I need is all in one place on their platform. I go there. They hook me up for all my needs when I'm hiring. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job at Indeed.com slash Connors. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash Connors. Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? Then you need Indeed. So what do you think going into French? What else? What else should we talk about here? We got Spencer. Yeah. Let's, let's get. Let's, let's I think squeeze Zarev, him for everything Zarev, we can get. Um, you know, here's a guy. I think he plays. I don't want to say. I'm, I'm, I'm going to laugh at me. I think he plays totally wrong. I think he has an incredible game. Also, he plays like way back. 
Mm-hmm. Got a one great back. He's six what with this tremendous six, back six, end. I feel like. Tremendous back yeah. end. Everything's good except he throws that service toss so high. He's he's lost he, his confidence on his serve is well. His well, serve is must see. It's a weird in the, serve in the but, big moments. But the game is his game is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he loses one and two to Alcaraz. Mm-hmm. Now is it Alcaraz? That that's a f- big defining match that Alcaraz can beat him one and two. That's saying something that maybe Alcaraz has made a move that none of us have seen yet. Yeah. And you might see in the French, he might just dominate Rush. the French. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah. I feel like yeah. um, Zverev feels like he's been trying to build back here for a while. I remember he had that injury, and in yeah. I'm looking it up here. It was the semis against Nadal, where he, you know, he's in the second set. He won the first set, so he was up a set on Nadal. Um, and then he had to get member carted off and, and, and he's been trying to build back to come back, but I don't know. It, it's, it's weird to see him too. Cause now him and team are, you know, a little similar where they were both, they both got to two in the world, yeah. you know, team got a grand slams. Zverev didn't. And Zverev it seemed like that match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did. He he's a better him. player than team. I, if, if Alcaraz wins this Madrid, mm. I think he's the favorite for the French. He no, already no is. No question. Yeah. No question. And I, I don't know who can beat him. And Djokovic plays two tough matches. How's he going to beat this kid? I yeah. Don't, I mean, I'd like to see think, it. Jimbo? I want to see it. We, you know. I'm, I'm tired of talking tennis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you want to move on to? I want to go back to, to you know, uh, and, I, and I hate to go back so far, but, but tell, tell, me, tell me what it was like <laughs> growing up at, uh, at the Beverly Hills oh, Tennis no. School. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, you know, and, and, uh, God, and, we've and, done that. No, but, but you know, not, not to our listeners, but oh. you know, growing up at the Beverly Hills Tennis Club and you, well, your dad was the pro yeah. and, and, the, and, and who he attracted there. And, and, well, what, what was the one good story with the... There was a couple really interesting. Remember that Doris Day? Remember her? Sure. She was a beautiful lady whose son was this guy, Terry Melcher. Right. And Terry Melcher, she, if you read about her, she was engaged. She married one of her band leaders when she was, before she became a movie star, she was a big singer Mm -hmm. in these bands. She's a gorgeous lady. She had a kid with some guy in the band. I don't know if it was secret or whatever, but she marries another guy named Marty Melcher, Hmm? who was a member of the Beverly Hills Tennis Club, who was a big manager. And um, her son, Terry, who we all knew, older than us, he becomes into rock and roll. He he produced these rock bands like the Birds, like Paul Revere and the Raiders. Right. But, you know, all these guys are doing a lot of drugs, unlike you and I. I we can say that, not trying to be goody-goodies, because my dad and his mother would beat the crap out of us if we did it. <laughs> right. But um, so <laughs> Terry becomes this huge manager, and Manson sends him uh, some music. Charles. Charles Manson sends him right. some music. Right. And goes up to his house, which is the house where Sharon Tate and all them were murdered, and tries to get him to listen to this music, and he rejects it. Leaves that house, whose house was owned by a guy named Rudy, who was an agent for a lot of our friends of that era. And in moves Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. So uh, Manson wanted to kill Terry Melcher for rejecting his music. And he sends these, the the crazy cult members up to kill kill, Mm -hmm. uh, Terry Melcher. And instead they kill Sharon Tate and the group. Right. That all was our era. And that all was around because the Beverly Hills Tennis Club, because we knew all those people. Mm-hmm. And that was a crazy time. And uh, yeah. 
to get away from tennis and, and to get to that era. And then the other thing that was going on then was, you know, that was an exciting era of music with the rock and roll music was, you had all these great record producers and great musicians. And I said, one of the other biggest, my biggest highlight, you, I will tell you, it was Ricky Martin, Dean Martin's youngest son says to me, you want to go to the coconut grove? We're like 16, which was a famous, uh, you remember the coconut it was in sure. some hotel somewhere in LA. Right. And he said, Stevie Wonder and um, the, the greatest, which is the, I would consider one of the greatest musicians of all time, uh, Jack, uh, Ray Charles. Mm. So you got Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder opening for, with only um, 150 people. You know, oh, wow. all dinner tables. Yeah. And you got Stevie Wonder. I mean, it was a, it was a genius. Yeah. And then Ray Charles. And that was probably, I, I would say, of my, uh, I've never gone to a lot of concerts. But that was the single greatest <laughs> thing wow. I've ever seen uh, musically to see those guys. Yeah. And then uh, some, that was all as a result of being at the Beverly Hills Tennis Club at the right time. Right. <laughs> the, the Coconut Grove was in the Ambassador Hotel yeah. Yeah. on Wilshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then we had this, another guy was a famous Larry Bachman. He married like one of the major studio heads. This guy would be like 70 when I was like 25. No, when I was like 20. And he says, I have my British friend. We're doing a premiere of this movie called Oliver. And would you want to go, Spence? And I'm like, what? What's Oliver? Sure. And it was the, it won the best picture. It was the Oliver twist. Oh yeah. And all the music. It was incredible. We we had that stuff happen to us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we'd walk into stuff and it was like, uh, yeah, but you, you'd walk in the Beverly Hills club, yeah, tennis yeah. club and, and you know, we, we, we'd walk in, we'd be ready to play tennis with uh, his dad, Pancho Segura yeah. or Pancho Gonzalez, or, you know, at that time, you, you never know who would come through there. Rod yeah. Laver, Ken oh. Rosewall, yeah. Ash Smith, <laughs> you know, you never, you never knew who would pass through, yeah, right. you know? So, and then, and then beyond the tennis, you know, we're looking at the tennis, but then you look over and you'd have who? Oh, every, I mean, so the Beverly Hills Tennis Hank Club. Greenberg. Hank Greenberg. Right. So Beverly Hills Tennis Club was in... in tell, it, tell, tell our listeners who Hank Greenberg Hank was. Hank Greenberg was a great baseball player who was Jewish, and so he suffered a lot of discrimination as a, as a Jew in uh, mm-hmm. the 30s, whatever. Right. It was like the Played 50, for Detroit, I 50s, think. 50s, yeah. And he was a member of our club, and he was a tough, mean motherfucker. I mean, yeah. like, you didn't mess with Hank. He, yeah. he got in a fight when he was in his 70s over a seat. <laughs> And punched out a Marine. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he didn't mess Worth around. it. Yeah, his yeah. son was, uh, <laughs> he had two sons, super successful. Steve Greenberg, huge sports agent, and his, bro- his brother, Glenn Greenberg, nice. huge hedge fund guys. But um, he was this guy who, you know, he had all these kind of colorful guys. You had Hank Greenberg. You had, I Gilbert mean, we had Rowland. Gilbert, old movie stars. Right. Uh, it was a unique club. It was started by Fred Perry, uh, who was a you know, Wimbledon yeah. champ. Yep. And, uh, and, company. Yeah, and this movie starred Frederick March and a bunch of Groucho Marx, Charlie oh, yeah. Chaplin Charlie. type guys in 1929. And they started it as an alternative for like the motion picture guys. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the place to be in the 30s. And then when my dad came into it, the 60s, and it was a really cool place until the 70s and it kind of dropped off. And mm-hmm. now it's coming back right now because it's... Uh, New our, our friend Sugarman, who's a president, he's this doctor in Beverly Hills, is a big old yeah. time. Great guy, by the great way. Great guy who's, who's yeah. like, uh, you know, the old movie star doctors of the old days. He's one of the, yeah. he's a remnant of that. And yeah. uh, he's building it up to uh, 
it's a very exclusive, unique place. So you have like, uh, I think Tommy Haas plays there all the time. I saw Stan Wawrinka was there before. Yeah, Indian all Wells. the big guys that are in town will play there. Osaka used to go, I think, yeah. before she got pregnant. Yeah. And of course, five courts, Ann White is the pro. She's an ex-Wimbledon player, and she's out, does out, a man. good job. Yeah, yeah. We, we had your, your dad's memorial yeah. there, which was... Uh, amazing, and, yeah. and 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 I say that because uh, <sighs> tell tell our listeners, yeah. you know, the people that were there. Jeez. It Bert Backrack was the uh, yeah. first speaker. Yeah. So Bert was a uh, he loved tennis and he loved the horses. So my dad lived at La Costa, which was oh yeah near Del Mar, Del Mar. racetrack. So Bert rented down there and would I mean he had to play whatever he just yeah. had his horses there. So he played tennis every day with my dad for ten years. <clears throat> And then you had we had uh, we had all the but, but, your, but your dad was <laughs> reached out to more than just tennis people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, he he was you know to the you know in the financial business. Yeah. He, he brought in you know yeah. actors, actresses. You know every, every yeah. business. Oh, would, I'll give you one story. Would, so we had this guy Saul Steinberg. You remember who he was? Saul Steinberg was this brilliant financier who uh, he did the green mail. He would take over, get in a position in a public company, and then they'd have to buy him out, or he'd take him over. And yeah. he made the first move on Disney, and he had it, but they bought him out, and he made like two hundred million. But <laughs> they kept it; yeah. they made five billion. Wow! <laughs> and he was uh, he was taking lessons from my dad when he was doing that. And he, here's a guy who wasn't in great shape. He'd play like twenty minutes out of an hour lesson. Played him like two weeks in a row, an hour a day. Maybe you owed my dad like a hundred fifty bucks an hour, so. Maybe you owed him $2,000. You wrote him a $20,000 tip. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's the biggest tip in the history of <laughs> wow. him and a guy by the name of Kerry Packer, who was an Australian billionaire. He's the Australian guy. Yeah, right? those yeah. two guys were the whales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell, so I, I, I know, but uh, yeah. but uh, tell, tell me, uh, uh, your, your dad, what was it? What did he have that drew all those people to him? He had personality. I think personality and warmth. He was like a guy like uh, had fun. You had fun with him. You played tennis with him. It was a fun experience. He made it fun. Right. Entertaining. You'd have lunch with him. He told uh, it like it was though. I feel on like your people... tennis. He told it like yeah. it was. But and they also he made you work on your tennis. Mm-hmm. So he moved you. So if he played you actually until he was seventy, he actually give you the lesson. You would after fifteen minutes, you were exhausted. So yeah. you drop shot back forth, back right. forth. So he was all about moving you to get you better. Yeah. And if you moved more enough, your speed got better and you got better. Right. That's all. By got the way, it's shape. all footwork. Yeah. If you just get your feet moving better, you're going to improve. So he would do that, run you into the ground. Yeah. And he'd be laughing at you and she's yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. That's what was, that was, what was great is everybody respected him. You know, I remember sitting in Indian Wells yeah. 15 years ago out in the like yeah. foyer where like the grass is right. where all the players are. Yeah. And we're just sitting there all hanging. And literally every player who walked by, he'd be like, you yeah, know, yeah. hey, 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 Rafa. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? You keep picking your butt. You know, yeah, stop yeah, doing yeah. that. And Rafa would just kind of go like, look over like, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. let's see. It's your dad. Like, hey, what's up, Bancho? You know, and then Mafi walks by and, hey, Ma, hey, yo, gal, what yeah. are you doing? You know, when are you going to win a slap? You know, like something yeah. like that. And guy was like. But his delivery, the way, the way he delivered, yeah. there was a He well, can get away with anything, you, get old, you know? When you don't have to experience that yet. When you get old, you want to find something that keeps you going. Yeah. So he came out of the poverty of Ecuador with, I mean, the only thing for him was tennis. Yeah. And so he hit old age. Still, the only thing that keeps him going is tennis. So he went, so I made sure he got to go to every freaking tournament that he wanted to go to and 
And he kept, his friends were all 40. He's in his 80s. He's got people picking yeah. him up for lunch every day, 40, right. 25. They're coming out of the woodwork. They're coming down. Can I take him this? Can I take him there? That was the best thing. And he loved that. Yeah. And he loved the, uh, he loved the tennis. I mean, I got to say. He, he kept him young. I go, well, I can't watch another one of these tennis matches. I it, said, Dad, why do you have to do this? That's so boring. The two people yeah. that yeah. love tennis more than anything was your dad and my mom. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm, oh, my God. They, they. Uh, you know, for, forget when I was yeah. playing, you know, even after I was playing, you go into my mom's house, it's had four TVs on and they were all in tennis, you know, watching the tennis, you know, and just to, just to hear the, yeah, they love the, the ball going back and forth right, and, you right. know, just, you know, I, I don't know, did it take them back to their day? And, uh, or, or, keep or, some or, company almost yeah. like, you know, so, like with golf a little bit yeah. with us. And he know? loved the long shots. Yeah. He loved the underdog. My dad yeah. was an underdog guy. So we, so I think it was Blake playing Agassi. I never forgot. He, Agassi was a big favorite at the open, my, right? The open. Blake's beating him every which way, and and then he gets four two in the fourth. They're serving. Can't find a first serve. Double fault to thirty all. I mean, I I, I go. I can't watch another one of these matches. <laughs> I can't. If I ever see Blake play again, I'll kill myself. Oh. I mean, we, you know, I bet a little money on it, and, and you know, it was like right. always. He always wanted. Uh, he always liked the uh, underdog type guy. Yeah. And, and why he could be better and all that sort of, that was, he, he really got into that. Yeah. I, I, I love playing, uh, especially at the open because your dad was always, uh, he, he would sit with Alan King and, and, uh, and, and our friend Morris Levy, his, right. his right. dad. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Levy, Levy was a great, do you meet him? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Like a legendary sure. guy. Yeah. They were and, great. And they would, they would sit in the front row. Right. And right, right behind the one end of the court. And, you know, I'd, I'd go down there and it was like old home week, you know, when yeah. I would go back there, you know, I, I couldn't concentrate for the whole match anyway. So I was looking to kind of, you know, uh, give me a break. And, you know, I go by your dad, and, you yeah. know, and, and the comments that he would make and, yeah. you know, to, you know, to get me going and to, to keep me pumped up was, was amazing. But, you know, to look around after a, a big point, win or lose, I look around and your dad was, you know, dying and living every, <laughs> yeah. every point yeah. with me. But, oh yeah. You, you know, some of the best video ever in your matches is 76, like yeah. against Borg in that final. Where like every cutaway is your pops, and he's he's not sitting. Oh, in the clay, on the, on the clay, yeah. That was a great yeah. match. I was and there next to him. I think, yeah. And like he, he's not sitting cheering. He's up on his feet, going like, "Yeah, come on, Jimmy, baby, yeah. let's go!" You know, like yeah, cheering yeah. and screaming, and, yeah, and then yeah. getting all into it as if you know he's out there playing that was it with incredible you. Incredible match. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun days. Well, uh, I, have a, I have a question for you yeah. because when you guys were. In high school or about yeah. to go to college, there yeah. wasn't, it had just gone pro. Tennis had just gone pro, right? Right. 68. Right. Right. So there wasn't tons of money in it. So when you guys would sit there and go cruise Westwood, you know, right. Westwood Boulevard looking for girls, right. you know, hot couple of young tennis player dudes, you know, <laughs> on the rise. Right, right. What were you like dreaming about? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what we were dreaming about. We were dreaming about Sundays going to try to hustle some money to get uh, gas money. <laughs> That's what we were trying to do. Right. You I know, think your dad was very concentrated. He knew what he wanted to do. I was a little I mean, stupid. <laughs> I know that like, I understand like you wanted to be the best tennis player you yeah, could be. I think your but dad that, always knew that. At that time, that didn't necessarily mean like millions of dollars and TV. But that's what we were doing. That's what but we were that's doing. That's what was still in your mind? Yeah. I mean, Because you knew tennis could become that? Like, because tennis wasn't that yet. No, ten, tennis, tennis wasn't that. And, yeah. and you right. know, it, it just had, had become open in 1968. And, you know, uh, things were starting to change, but, but it wasn't, 
uh, you know, any, I mean, you know, compared to where it is now was, you know, like an anthill, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, but, but, uh, you know, what, what we had, we had, uh, his dad and my mom who had given us something, you know, that, that we were able to take to a level, uh, as far as we wanted to go, whatever that was, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, was it, was it Sundays going to a private court of, of people that his dad knew and, and, and Spencer knew, right. you know, to play some matches to try to make 25 bucks. So we have gas money for right. the next week. Go see a movie, yeah, go see a movie yeah, or take out dinner. a day. We, you yeah. know, we do that, but you know, but, but when, when I moved to, uh, to California from Illinois, I moved for a reason. And, and that reason was tennis, you know, and, and, and when I went to, I went to UCLA for a minute, uh, Spencer, yeah. Spencer, unfortunately went, went four years, <laughs> Spencer, Spencer <laughs> went for four years, but, but, but I, I knew when I, you know, I, I had my direction. Yeah. And I think that's already. a big difference. I think you, when you're talking about your dad, uh, I had no clue what I was doing at 1650. Your, your dad already was on the path. He had it all done. But so that, that was my I don't necessarily yeah. mean that, but yeah. I just mean like, cause when people think back, when like, they'll talk about that era, they talk about it as if tennis was what it was is now no. with like the money. So I'm just saying no, the like, money wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't even but, but the fame was there. Yeah. So did you think like, look, I'm, I'm going to get number one in the world and I'm going to, I'm going to take this shit to the next level. I'm going to make it a, an NFL or, you know, I'm going to make it a, you know, bigger sport. I, I I had I had no clue because at the time I, yeah. w- I was trying to get better, just yeah. better, you know, yeah. better every day, every every week, every month, every year. Yeah. And and uh, my my first break was uh, when I was seventeen, and and I had I had spent a Southwest you know, or a year yeah. and a yeah. half yeah. with uh, yeah. you know come out here yeah. with his dad and my game uh, when I came out here I I went I went from uh, from when your grand your grandmother my mom. Turned me over. I, I I went from a boy to a young man quickly, mm-hmm. a young man, and, and and I say that because I I learned quick. Yeah. Uh, and what what his dad was able to teach me, he was able to teach me more than tennis. Yeah, but I, I will say I'm going to interrupt you. You had the base, so would be like no dollar. Any, any of these guys. So he has this basics, right? Right. That my dad could immediately turbocharge mold. Turbocharge because you didn't he had have to waste a, yeah, time on no, basic waste, shit. Waste time. And so, and he picked up everything, like glue, excuse mm-hmm. me, glue. So he went like that. And uh, I think nobody realized you, like you, you went with your dad to all these big events, right? Mm-hmm. And I went with my dad to all these big things. There were always a lot of people asking for their autographs and stuff like that. So you knew it was something. You yeah. Know? yeah. You didn't necessarily know what they were making money right, wise, right. but it was always a big deal. Right. If you're number one or two in the world and you're in the, you're on the front page of something. Yeah. And so even though he might be not making as much as, you know, Babe Ruth or whatever, something like that. Right. But I, I mean, you know, Hank Aaron. But uh, but, but yeah. I was doing something that I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I just I, remember like when grandma, when you would talk about grandma teaching you tennis, she didn't teach it to you to become a billionaire with his own like shoe company or something. He no. taught it to you so that if you wanted to, you would have something, uh, you know, to put food on the table. You could be a pro, you right. could teach, you could get into something with it or, you know, whatever it is, and, a coach. And, and, and back in East St. Louis to get me off the streets. Right. You know, to do so something. So I'm just saying like, as you got better, like not having like, you know, cause like remember the old Michael Jordan commercial Gatorade. Sometimes I seem that he is me. I want to be like Mike, Mike, you know, it's like, there's this 
image in everyone's head that like sports is this. And if you practice and go pro, you'll be a millionaire. And, and you know, like there was, a, there's this way to go about it. That's so happens for so many years now that like, that's what it is. But back then it just become a pro sport. Well, you maybe know? he wanted to please his mom. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm just saying, I, like, I, I was, or please I, your dad or whatever. Did you dream about, like... I, I dreamed about being the best. It, it becoming what it became, I guess, is the way mm. I'm saying it. Like, hey, it's mm. hey, tennis is actually on TV this weekend? No. It's on after blank new or before the news? You know, then, like that kind I of stuff. When I turned pro, I did. Yeah. When I when I turned pro, uh, uh, my, my first tournament uh, that I won was in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in a gymnasium with fifteen hundred people. Nice. And and I won twelve hundred dollars. That's less than a dollar a person. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you yeah, be in the final? Then? I'd be nasty in the finals. It uh, was that a reading. Uh, uh, yeah, it was like a reading reading tournament. Mm-hmm. But I, I had to win six matches to do that. And and I and as excited as I was, my in in my heart I said this is unacceptable. You know, know, fifteen hundred people in a gymnasium, and in but that was the groundwork that his dad, right, and Gonzalez and and uh, uh, Kramer and Riggs and uh, Rig, you know, Labor, Labor, and and all those guys. That's a legacy that they, you know, that they were that they gave me, right, right. You know, so you know, I was I accepted that, but I wasn't satisfied with that, you know, so. You know, so what what would what was it going to take? And 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 I had the the guys that I grew up with, Brett, uh, uh, Nastasi and Gerolitis and and Borg and and those yeah. guys. You know, I, I, those guys were you know kind of had this whether they they'll say it or not had the same feeling. You know that that was unacceptable. Yeah. You know, playing for twelve hundred dollars, I didn't like that. You know, how do we get this on television? What's it going to take to get these on tele- on television and to right. to get sponsorship and to, you know and and to to get you know to go from fifteen hundred people to five thousand to ten thousand to twenty five thousand people to mm. to come in and now all of a sudden you got the ticket sales and you got you know right. every, everything that went along with that yeah you know so we were selling more than just tennis yeah we had to yeah you know the you know people say they made fun of our shorts our tight little little tight shorts shit that, perfect you know, that we means they're selling, talking about you exactly you know <laughs> we we were selling everything yeah and what was it going to take to go beyond just the real tennis lovers you know to get the the hockey fan and the baseball fan and yeah. the you know the the football fan the basketball fan to come and watch mm-hmm. two guys that running around on a tennis court in a pair of white shorts with a tennis racket yeah you know boom you know the ball going back and forth that wasn't going to sell it they've already had that chance you know they they already saw that the guys before me did that you know be you know before us yeah. You know, so, you know, we had to do something to yeah. suck them in, yeah. you know, to be a part of us and give them something to come and cheer for. Yeah. You know, so that's why, you know, you can criticize us all you want back in the, in, in, back in, the, in this generation. And we're, and we're the forgotten generation. They almost. No. Oh, no. They, they almost piss on us along the way. I think, to, I think what you had happened is to, you went to, from. To go by us. Yeah. You know, and, and just jump on. Because you know, because they, they they don't want they don't want to 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 accept the fact that we were the wild west. We yeah. made all these rules. Yeah. You know, we walked a tightrope. You know, did we fall off of it? Damn right, we did. But that's what you know. That's what made. Yeah. You know. For things, sure. Things happen. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and, and I'm, I'm not saying it's just me. It's all that, you know, but we, we had to have a uh, Borg, yeah. you know, the quiet, the, the stoic Swede. We had to have a nut like McEnroe, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you, you know, you know, we had, we, we had to have a Broadway Vitas who, you know, took mm, it over. You know, Velas, we had Clark and yeah, a bunch of guys. Bananas. You know, we had a we had a Smith, bunch of Ash. a bunch of guys that had different personalities, different character. Different. I think what you had happen was you had so you had the. You had I just meant like, what did you guys fantasize about when well, you were 15, 16 playing tennis? Like, you know oh, what I mean? Like, like well, what, what were you guys fantasizing about? When I, I you were like, let's go get good so we can get blank, better, get chicks, uh, get well, money, well, yeah, well, get yeah, out of this well, town. All the above. <laughs> just yeah, getting better. Above, getting better. Yeah. What did I go off on the wrong road? Well, I just I didn't mean to take it that deep. <laughs> or like you were yeah. forgotten about. Like, no, yeah. no, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you don't dream about that then. Yeah, you know, you you dream about just all of the above. Getting better. Yeah. Right. And you know, and and getting your name in the paper, and going to UCLA, winning and, NCAA's, winning yeah. the NCAA's, yeah. and you know, walk walking the, the campus of UCLA, and you right. know, and, and being all, number one, being number one, yeah, and all that, yeah. you know, that you know, it's it's step by step, it yeah. was step by step, and 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 uh, we we did get ahead of ourselves, yeah, it was it was just that, and and then all of a sudden tennis became open, and you could find out that you could yeah. make yeah. a few bucks. Right, you know. Wait, and, what? Right. We can make money at this? Yeah, can, doing something that I love. And, and, yeah. and wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you That's know, a why, good point. Why yeah. not? Yeah. But but uh, unless you lived it, you don't get it. Yeah. Uh, you, you really wouldn't get it because you know be, before all of that even happened, you know, going over to a court and, and you know trying to make twenty five bucks was just as uh, exciting. You know, is is uh, you know uh, trying to get in and play the U.S. Open. Yeah. You know, because that was the time. Right. That was then. And it's so cool to be around when it's new. But I think yeah. I mean, when you talk about Jimbo, his mom being a pro and that was her life. And so, if your mom's a pro and that's her life, and you're with your mom, that's right. sort of what you do. Right. You know, that's what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, she's going to teach tennis every day. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I, yeah. I I just happened to come out and and fall into the right place, right. you know, meeting Spencer and yeah. meeting yeah. his dad and first being around and a lot of good players, so you could get lo- better. A lot of good players, meeting a lot of different people, and, yeah. and a lot of Spencer's friends yeah. who he introduced me to, who then yeah. became my friends, and yeah. you know, so so I I not only had the tennis life, you know, I had a choice. Yeah, and you know, a lot of guys took the other road, mm-hmm. you know, and and but I I couldn't, you know, and and I and I said, yeah. I said this at your dad's yeah. memorial, yeah, I couldn't afford to fuck up, and and I hate to say it like that, yeah, but I had I had too many people that invested too much in me, right? You know, I agree with that, and 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 it, and, and it wasn't money, it, it was. Time, everything. Time and or beyond love. money, <laughs> and yeah, it was beyond, and and the care, you know, and 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 what it would take for me to try to be, uh, what what I tried or, or what I wanted to become, mm-hmm. you know, and and so you know I had to make a choice, you know, uh, do I go to Studio Fifty Four, you know, before <laughs> I play the semi the U.S. Uh-huh. Open. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't. Right, right. Uh, you know, what were you want? What, what were you wish you had done? Later in life, <laughs> tonight, uh, well, probably play the match. Enough. You didn't need to do all that shit. <laughs> we did, we did a match. We did. Listen, I, I, uh, I always figured, and, and Spencer and I, you know, went through a lot together, and and I always figured that if I was going to win enough, I was going to be 
have the, have everything or the rest of it too. Well, you right. know, I, I think and, you, know, and the, you can go to Studio Fifty Four for forty years after you stop playing. Right, <laughs> right. I think the thing that we had uh, was uh, strong parents. Uh, doesn't matter how good you get in tennis, is you need something to when you're a teenager to be involved with that keeps you away from a lot of the shit, stuff that's bad for you yeah. and tennis. Whatever your aspiration, uh, I mean, uh, is it aspiration or inspiration? Whatever you're trying to be, mm. if you have something you want to be that keeps you away from that, it's a it's a, a great thing to have. And uh, we were lucky enough because we grew up with a lot of guys that are mm. not here today. You're, we just we were yeah. talking about Tony Graham, uh, who was a tennis player, who, who Brett knew, you knew, I knew, who's played for UCLA like us, Jimbo, and who was a uh, a good guy, and uh, we lo- he lost his life uh, a couple of days ago. We don't know the reason, but he he partied a lot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, you look back and you go, you know, we didn't go that route. No, and we lost a lot of friends that did lose their lives that way, and uh, we're here, yeah. seventy. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we, so, we've been going for an awful one, long time. I got so, one question. Yeah, for for yeah. Spence. it's been two yeah. years since we saw you. Yeah, yeah. You work in finance. You've made, yeah. been your whole career mostly in finance. Right. What did you guys do? In finance? <laughs> What's up with all get, the banks? Get lucky. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, just, I'm kidding about yeah. all the banks and everything yeah, yeah, collapsing yeah. around us. You know, I realistically yeah. can't tell you what yeah, I did. Was that your, was <laughs> I that don't your even fault? know. Right. What did you guys do? <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. I don't know where, I don't know what I did that worked or why it worked. No, but what's going on? Why what, all the banks are collapsing? Oh, the banks and all, are that collapsing. Stuff. Yeah. Like what's going on? Cause okay. So you, you had all this uh, free, uh, very cheap money mm-hmm. during the so pandemic. When there's cheap money. Everybody lends it out and people buy stuff. And they're buying assets, and then all of a sudden they they have loans that come due, and those loans come due, and all of a sudden the interest rates went up, and something you bought at a high price, all of a sudden with the new amount of debt carry that you have on it, it doesn't really work or barely works. Yeah. So people start looking and saying, does that bank have a lot of loans to those kind of companies? Well, maybe they do. I'm going to take my money out. Right. And if everybody asks for their money, then... The bank's run gone. on the bank. Run on the bank. I think it's it's not that simple. It's I, right. I think I'm describing it wrong, but commercial real estate where you had COVID, you have um, retail real estate where right. internet's crushed it. Uh, they've crushed a lot of real estate with loans that are not going to be serviceable. Yeah. So that's scary. Yeah. Um, on the bank side, why are the banks failing? And the banks seem to be failing because people are pulling their money out. And mm-hmm. when you pull your money up, they just don't have enough money to make. And they've got their money lent, and they can't get it then they can't back get until back. the next building rolls over, right. until the next debt comes out. I, right. But uh, it's it's a scary time now because we put so much money in the system, and now everything's inflating. And are they going to stop the inflation by raising the rents, uh, raising the interest rates? And is that going to kill the economy? Right. Kills the economy, then people lose jobs. Right. Nobody knows where anything's going. Yeah, no one knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy right yeah. now with all the yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. It's like we've changed it's not a lot. simple like hitting a good two-hander, no. <laughs> which isn't easy to do either. <laughs> Down the line. Yeah. But. Well, you know, listen, we, we've kept him long enough. And, yep, and definitely. You've, you've had a long day. You've, yes. uh, you worked a day, and then you drove up to, 
to Santa Barbara and the traffic. And, oh, yeah. Made uh, so, it up. But we're, we're glad you're here. But Spence, uh, yeah. the last couple of days, you know, hanging with you. It's and, been fun. You know, playing a little tennis and a uh, little golf and, uh, you know, having some dinners and right. j- just uh, just hanging has been, uh, been right. great. So, uh, but once again, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at, at Jimmy Connors. Uh, you can follow Brett at, at Brett underscore Connors. At, uh, follow us on our podcast at, uh, at ADV. Uh, ADV Connors. What do you got, Spencer? What's your handle? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Twitter? I'm trying to be off everything. <laughs> I like Twitter because I like that Musk guy. Uh, what is it, at Spencer Segura? It's, yes, uh, I don't even have that. I have uh, Spencer Segura at. Uh, Gmail doc, uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Facebook. Get me on Facebook. Hit him on Facebook, Hit me everybody. On Facebook. Yeah. He'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting him on TikTok soon, too. Let's yeah. do some dances. Listen, <laughs> after this, this is this could be our longest podcast ever. So yeah. uh, all of our viewers, our, our listeners out there, yeah. if you got some questions, send them in to yeah, Jimbo, uh, one quite thing I want to say. Why don't we get Saudi Arabia to start a new tennis circuit? Mm-hmm. Uh, to live golf, a uh, live tennis Let's tour. do it. Let's go. Uh, lived, uh, Let's I, do it. If I was 50, I'd probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably think about it. But uh, uh, glad you're all with us. Thanks for, for joining in once again with us uh, on our podcast. And uh, peace. Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks for being here, Spence. Good to see Thank you. Thank you, we'll guys. See you a next lot of year. fun. A lot of fun. Love talking about tennis and old times. Awesome. Talk right, to you soon. Thanks, guys. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.